We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey Chargers fans, welcome into the Guilty as Charge podcast. Today we're going to talk about Bears pending free agent Akeem Hicks, the defensive tackle, a guy with a couple of connections to the team. Very excited to talk about him and the only way to talk about a trenches guy on the defensive side of the ball is to bring in Gavino Borquez from Chargers Wire. Gavino, how was that Telesco presser? Was that super entertaining and how are you? Well, I was able to make a takeaways piece out of it. I had to to make the most of what we got from that, that presser. Again, you know, you can't expect much when he, he does these types of things, especially the combine and the pre-draft pressers. He's mm-hmm. not going to give a lot of information. But but here we are. You know, people are still um, stirring up arguments or whatever, saying, <laughs> like, Telesco's a fraud. Um, you know, actually, I had someone on the uh, Charge Wire Facebook comments, and he said, um, I've made an article before saying that Telesco is going to speak today and Sailor's going to speak tomorrow. First comment was... <laughs> Hopefully, Telesco announced that he's going to retire. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and we know how Facebook comments are, too. Oh, the best. Yeah. Wow. Facebook comments are, are, are certainly the best. Um, all right. So I, I am excited to talk about Akeem Hicks. Steven sort of teased something on Sunday when we did our mock free agency video. He teased that there's going to be some sort of coaching change that would indicate that Akeem Hicks is going to be the guy, uh, potentially. We don't know. There's a little bit more to it than that. But yeah, Steven has hinted that there is something that could happen. Uh, maybe it's announced. Maybe it isn't. But point is, Akeem Hicks is definitely a target. We assumed he was going to be a target anyway. We could do this video regardless because of the coaching staff connections that we already know of because they need a defensive tackle upgrade, all that stuff. So I guess before we jump into the film, I mean, there's definitely a lot of film here. Why would the Chargers go after Akeem Hicks and why would they not just bring back Justin Jones? I think it's a it's a piece that uh, the coaching staff again. You have some connections already with with Brandon Staley. You have Jay Rogers, who's familiar with with Hicks right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Telesco is a guy who's notorious for bringing in veterans. I know that a lot of fans um, don't like the idea of bringing in Hicks because they look at you know Chris Harris Jr. They look at Balaga, right? And Thomas Davis. But again, if we look at his tenor, we just know that Telesco is the type of guy that's going to bring in um, a veteran. And especially along the defensive line, I mean, Lindell Joseph, he was a veteran signing right there. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be back. 
So, you know, we're looking at a position that needs to be upgraded. Um, Hicks has been doing this for a while. He's been, been doing been doing it at a high level. Of course, he's dealt with some injuries, which draws some pause um, with fans uh, right. in regards to bringing him in. But all in all, um, he's a guy that can uh, bring a presence and supply someone that uh, can generate some some pressure, but also stop the run. And, uh, and all in all, I think uh, when you're looking at a, a GM like Telesco and what he, he favors with these three agents, um, he kind of fits that fits that mold. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree there. That's why we added him. There are plenty of reasons too. And it generally, for the most part, makes sense. I do get the reservations from Chargers fans, and I have some of my own. But I, I do think it is an addition. One of the top five, I think, most likely additions. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. But it's definitely one of those likely additions. For those that are watching live, feel free to jump in and ask a question about Akeem Hicks, about another defensive player. You can really ask whatever questions you want. Uh, you know, Kavina is going to go through the film. If you have a question about a certain play, I'll try to stop it and ask a question about that play. If you have a question about a different player, the fit, how you can use Hicks, whatever you want. Throw in a question. I'll try to force Gavino to answer as many as we possibly can. But for right now, let's get into the film. So, Gavino, take it away. I'm just going to sit here. Uh, everybody relax and enjoy. Yeah, so I got about four plays demonstrating uh, how he does against the run. Again, he does uh, quite a few things uh, that are promising that we don't see that much. Um, you know, coming from a Chargers fan perspective, uh, you know, finishing at the bottom of the league. And at the same time, he is a guy that can bring um, – a presence into the uh, defensive line room that would kind of upgrade that. So the first play that I have, it's against the Vikings right here. And um, the first thing that he does a lot, he does a good job with um, reading and, and feeling blockers, knowing like where the play is going, um, anchoring, and then just moving uh, towards that direction and keeping his eyes in the backfield. So I'll go ahead and start, start with the play right here. So again, can kind of see them you know he's engaged with the blocker right there but he's not getting blown off the ball he's getting a good feel he's moving laterally um and then from there he's able to just disengage right there in the corral uh, dalvin cook beat him right there drive him a few yards back um but again like that's like one of the first thing that stands out is just knowing uh just having a feel for the blockers where the running back is and again just keeping eyes in the backfield at all times without losing ground because uh, if we're looking at a guy like Jerry Tillery, again, we, I, we talked about this in the past, he gives up his back. And again, it's going to open up uh, a gap where as someone like Hicks, he uh, is a guy that, uh, you know, is very gap sound. And again, with a guy that's 320 to 30 pounds, um, you know, you're, you're going to have someone like that. But if you can move freely as well, then you're going to see something like that. Um, the next player right here, um, he's lined up as a, a three technique. So... Again, this is a, good, um, is a good example of being able to take on blockers right here. So you kind of see, again, the Bengals' offensive line isn't the greatest, I know. Uh, but again, <laughs> being able to take command double teams, and you have a guy like uh, Roquan Smith being able to get the hole right there. Mm. And even um, Hicks is able to di uh, disengage to get in, into that play too. So you see right there, takes it, commands a double team. Smith is right there. He's able to meet him in that hole right there. And you see right there that... Um, Hicks becomes part of that play too. So again, you see like Linval Joseph was a guy that was able to, to command double teams. We saw that early mm -hmm. on with the Chargers. Uh, very promising. Then he kind of like seemed to, to fizzle out. But with, with Hicks, he has that strength to be able to do that without losing ground. 
Because again, with the Chargers, we saw that a lot. You know, um, these defensive linemen would get double teamed. They just don't have the anchor or just the uh, upper and lower body strength to be able to hold their their ground. Um, and, uh, and we see right there that he was able to do that, and Roquan Smith was able to make a play on the ball. And that's you know what we talked about with the, maybe like a guy like Jordan Davis too, and what he can do just by eat, eating up space right there. And mm. in my opinion, I think Hicks offers a little bit more. Um, in terms of like as a, as a pass rusher, which I'll get to in a little bit, but uh, that's going to be like Jordan Davis's, you know, name. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, right there. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Duke's one one in the chat. Something you already basically just talked about, but what are the, some of the differences and similarities between Hicks and Linval? Yeah. So I feel like with, with Hicks, again, you kind of have like a similar size being like that 320, 330 frame, like North of there. But I feel like with Hicks, he's a little bit more athletic. And just like his um, his movement skills, and we're gonna see a little bit more of that uh, when we talk about him as a pass rusher. Mm. And, and again, you know, this is a team where yes, stopping the run is imperative, but we need yeah. uh, more interior pressure. That's uh, it's a unit that definitely lacked that. Uh, Linval wasn't getting the quarterback as much. Hicks is the guy that can come in and be able to to aid that area uh, right away too. Mm. So, continuing on against the run going to be going against the 49ers right here so again he's going to be lined up with the the right tackle right here and he's just going to be working laterally again down the line of scrimmage um like we saw in the first play right there he doesn't lose his ground so he gets engaged he locks it out he has pretty long arms too so that helps so he locks out is able to keep his eyes in the backfield again he's flowing stacks sheds meets the, the uh, running back the hole right there about a two-yard game and again, when I watched um, Akeem Hicks, a lot of like his run stops were just, you know, zero to three yards, nothing more than that. Mm. Like when mm-hmm. they're coming at him, he was able to, to hold his own. Yeah, he didn't lose deal. much ground. You see that right there, going up against. Um, I believe that's Michael Glinchy, right? Right tackle, the Niners. Is the Niners? Yeah, I think so. The Niners, yeah. So yeah, being able to lock out right there, still move his feet right there, peek into the backfield, stack, shed. See that a lot with the Chargers. Yes, definitely. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, just yeah. for those who are watching, and then for anybody else who doesn't know, what does it mean? And can you show on that clip to stack and shed? Yep. So I'll go ahead and run that back. So when he comes off the ball, he gets good leverage. So he's not giving. He's not going to play play high. He's able to extend his arms right there. He's going to get into that chest plate right there. And again, because. Just like you've heard the term, like lowest man wins, like you right, know, you, you you win the leverage battle, you know, you you win the play basically, and right there he uses that length, and that's why length is so important. That's something why Staley covets the position um, again, because when you're able to get your hand, your arms extended out like that too, you're able to get underneath this chest plate. That's also going to help um, in regards, it, coupled with the the anchor strength. Um, to be able to, to hold your own, not lose ground right there. And then mm-hmm. once he's flowing to the ball, he's going to grab his uh, his jersey and he's going to disengage right there. So you can kind of see he just dislodges them right there and then makes that play into the ball. So with stack, again, you're going to have the arms extended. You're going to be working, working, working against the guy and then shedding. So another work term of that is like a push-pull. So you're going to be mm-hmm. engaged with the uh, chest plate of the offensive lineman. And then once the the – the guy ball carrier is coming in your direction. You're going to shed him just by, by pulling him back or any way. Yeah. Um, so 
that's a good example of, of a stack and shed without losing ground, uh, being able to win the leverage battle, and then disengaging uh, once that ball carrier, whoever's coming towards your direction. Yeah, fantastic. And just to clarify, this is 2021 tape, yes? Yep. All, okay. all, the, all the plays are 2021 because, again, okay. I could have went back to his Pro Bowl year and just showed, like, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, this is the guy that you want in the Chargers. But, yeah, again, I figured that 2021 tape, you know, he dealt with some injuries, but mm. you know, that's something we'll talk about in a little bit, which could draw some red flags. But, you know, this is all 2021 tape that I'm showing you guys here. Okay. Good to know he still can do some of these things. Yes. So against the, the Steelers here, um, he's lined up as the three technique here. So what he's going to be doing here, this just goes to show his quickness right here. Um, so he's working against the, the right guard. He works laterally right here. Kind of does like a little two-hand swipe. And then he's going to go with the arm over move. And he meets the ball carrier right there. So we talked about his strength to be able to hold his, his own at the point of attack, but you can kind of see how quick he is right here too. So again, gets his hands up and swipes him down, arm over, game over right there. And which we'll be able to see a little bit more as a pass rusher when we get into these plays. Um, but just in terms of like, you know, run defense, again, you kind of see it all with him. He's going to be a guy that's not going to lose a lot of ground. Um, he has really good eyes to keep his eyes in the backfield see the ball carrier, um, and then also the quickness right there. So to be able to beat guards one-on-one -on -one, uh, like that, you know, that's that's what you want in an interior defensive lineman who offers that uh, support as a, as a run defender. And with Hicks, again, you're looking at 320, 330 to, like, have that movement skills coupled with the strength and power. Like, that's that's some good yeah. stuff right there. No, oh, Fantastic. We do have a couple of questions, but they're sort of more for like after the film. So okay. we'll jump into that later. Okay. Um, four plays, four or five plays demonstrating him as a, as a pass rusher. So again, going back to the Vikings tape, um, he's going to be going up against the uh, right guard here. This is um, a play that I think is absolutely nasty. So right <laughs> nice. off the ball, he, he stands up straight. So again, not, not ideal right there when you stand up straight like this. Check out this power right here. So he's going to stand up and be like, okay, here we go. And he's going to go back, back, back. He's driving all the way back into the hip of Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And just like that, that's what we talk about with with power with, with Hicks. I'm going to go ahead and go back. Because, again, from the get-go, you know, and he does this a lot where he stands up straight. And there's another play, too. But, again, popping up off the ball, and it's like, I'm going to come right at you. So, there's mm -hmm. that length right there. He's going to get extended and just work with, so you see that lower body strength to just continue mm -hmm. to drive him back. And again, that ends up being tipped, almost intercepted. I think that was at the end of the game. Um, right here, movement skills. You don't see this a lot with guys of 330 pounds right here. Yeah. I think he's going to go with a two-hand swipe, I believe, to rip. And then he can torts his body. Uh, to flatten the edge, and he gets to Kirk Cousins right here. So let me. Is he? Um, so he's gonna, be, he, he's gonna be over the right guard. So I'm sorry. Let me go ahead okay. and go back. So he's gonna be right here, um, lined up outside of the right guard. So two hand swipe to rip. I'm sorry, but mm -hmm. look at this movement skills to contort and flatten right here. Yeah. Because again, you like this is like some kind of murder stuff where you just like completely run yourself out but was being somewhat like of, of that size right there to like flat yeah 
and just no, show like great. that ankle mobility too. He's able to get to the side. Oh, jeez. It, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's that's punishing. so mean. It's, it's punishing that. Oh, that's so, mean. Like, that's almost like an edge rusher rep right there. It is. how he's able to dip mm-hmm. the shoulder right there, but also, wow. like, to have the ankle mobility to flatten right there, because that's typically when edge rusher, or I'm sorry, you had staff with edge rusher will, you know, that are tight, will kind of just run themselves out of the play, but he's able to short. Look at that. Look at that right there. Mm. And then just. <laughs> Punishing. Yeah, wow. No, there's a, there's a couple edge rushers in the in the draft that I'm trying to watch right now, and even them as edge rushers who do kick inside, you, you see they just don't do that. that. Don't have that body flexibility, and again, no, and not at three thirty, and he's a yep. he's a whole different size of a player. Uh, I yep. do want to take one quick pause right here to say that Arjun is in the chat, who says, "Oh, look, it's the Herbert guy who knew he'd be great from the jump." Uh, Gavina will always be the guy who I'll remember for saying. The Chargers should draft Herbert and standing by that take. Just reminding everyone, I'm sure you don't mind uh, that getting brought up because that'll that'll be on your tombstone, I'm pretty sure. I, I appreciate Arjun, <laughs> and I just want to say while we're here that I remember Arjun when he, like, early on in the days, like back in 2019 when I first started writing for Chargers Wire, he yeah. referred to me as Mr. Borges. It was honestly the, <laughs> the, the sweetest thing. Arjun, I'm not putting you on the spot, but it was so cool because, like, he was like, they just goes to show the person that he is too. Like yes. he's an, a knowledgeable person. He just wants to soak in all the information mm-hmm. um, as possible. But um, I think there was something like Mr. Borquez, something about Tillery. Cause you know, I was another guy <laughs> who wanted Tillery. Well, got, there's that. Yeah. Pick, right. There, there's <laughs> that. So like, I just know Arjun as the guy that referred to me as Mr. Borquez, but now he's doing good things for PFF and just in general in the analytical analytics world. So yeah. yeah no go figure that's a small world that's so funny again Ar- arjun yeah. says that he uh he remembers that you can see the chat when i bring it up right you can I see can. the comments okay i can i can yeah so he says he remembers that that's great yes arjun has been fantastic from the beginning and uh yeah so he says it was when you and mark jarvis had that google drive going whatever that's referring to yep yep that's where it all started so that's awesome. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, no, Arjun's, Arjun's a good dude. So yeah, if you guys are watching, go ahead and throw in a comment. Arjun is, is throwing in plenty of, of comments that are unrelated to Akeem Hicks. Um, Arjun, remind me again what we decided Akeem Hicks' contract was going to be. Um, I don't recall what it was. I, I, I didn't hear, but Arjun, remind me if it would be $9 million annually, or would it be a little bit lower? I was thinking $9 million. I feel like we did something like... It's like seven and nine or something i forget we did like you know low obviously if, lower if i were to year. take a yeah i was gonna say i thought nine but i mean let's i want to hear from margin so yeah definitely anyways um, yeah go for it just go ahead and finish the rest of this I got, yeah I've got, I've, got, I've got two more plays um brandon okay. staley stunts and loops we we saw it yes Again, being able to, to free up uh you know fellow members along the front um and this play exemplifies that. So we're going to see um, Keem Hicks right here. So he's going to be lined up um, you know, on the interior front of the right guard. So he's going to crash inside. And that is going to free up um, Khalil Mack uh, off the edge right here. So mm. again, we're going to see some action right there. So he's going to crash. And wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong play. Wrong play. I jumped a little too far. Um, so... It's going to show like how he can move. So he's going to loop around the entire um, offensive line on the outside. So I got the plays mixed up. It's going to be the next play. Um, he's going to, so he, what he's going to do, what we talked about just standing straight up. So, but also from here as the, um, 
defenders crash, he's going to notice that they're all occupied right here. He's going to loop all the way around. We saw a punching hit to Kirk Cousins earlier. So look at that. He's moving. He's moving. So again, everyone's cleared up. You see him just loop around the outside. Then <laughs> I love. Oh, uh, I think Chargers fans want to see that one again. I think we want to see uh, a couple of hits there on Mr. Joe Burrow. I think Ar Arjun Relish is the moments where I think Joe Burrow gets a hit, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so Arjun is, is relishing that. But again, like with Sealy utilizing stunts, loops, the whole nine, um, he's a guy mm. that, that's quick enough to be able to come around like that too. And this next play wow. is going to show like him being able to free up, um, you know, the edge defenders. Yeah. Uh, so again, this would benefit Joey Bosa and Jenner Wosu if he's uh, mm -hmm. brought back. Um, so we'll get to that play. Go ahead so, and yeah. play that. Is this the same play? No. This is this is me different right here. So go play play the previous play one more time okay. just for the entire way through just to get a feel. So point out where he is again. So he's, he's gonna be right guard. he's gonna be right over the, the right guard. So mm -hmm. he's gonna once he noticed that everyone's occupied right there. So he notices the play action right there. He's mm -hmm. going to loop all the way around the offensive line. But look how quickly he's able to get there. Again, Joe Burrow gets the ball off, but. It's 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 it, it's the quickness at that size, man. So that's mm. what one thing I noticed, and just to be able to scoot like that. Wow. You know, um, and this is what I was talking about. So be able like the stunts and loops. So he's going to again, he's lined up um, right here between the tackle and the right guard. So he's going to crash on the outside once he's occupied, occupying both uh, blockers. Um, Khalil Max is going to go ahead and loop um, around the inside and finish for the sack. But again, if we just look here, this is what I feel like he would do so well with the Chargers, just being able right. to, to do that. And we saw, you know, Brandon Sealy likes to, to throw that in quite a bit. And, you know, we had success. Other times they didn't. But with Hicks, he's such an imposing presence to, for him to be able to occupy uh, two blockers like that and just free up. Because, I mean, look at all that ground right there. So you can only mm -hmm. imagine whether it's Joey Chenna, you know, even Chris Rump would benefit yeah. from that. I think there mm -hmm. was a breakdown, and I told you that you're going to need to give uh, Rump as much free space as possible to make plays, and that's something right. that I feel like he would uh, he would thrive off of. Because again, I mean, Hicks isn't even completely taken out of the play, so like he'd be able to finish that play if, if mm -hmm. Mac wasn't able to get there. But again, and look at that, <laughs> I love <laughs> just crawling on the ground. Just a little but, extra, yeah. Yeah, and there was like two more plays that I wanted to add it, but I felt like you know four and four. Uh, would be yeah. good just to show you so you know just recapping like what we saw on film like in regards to the the run he has a good feel for uh for blockers do you want to just let this run through yeah just let it run through mm -hmm. okay <clears throat> so like on that first play just getting a feel for blockers not getting completely like washed out of the play um good backfield vision um same thing be able to occupy uh double teams and you know allowing the linebackers or second and third lines of defense to uh, to make plays, uh, again, being able to, to flow, um, you know, with the blockers and just laterally, and then just lateral quickness and being able to, to recognize the ball carriers as a pass rusher. He supplies the, the power, upper and lower mm -hmm. body strength. Um, so just be able to collapse the pocket, uh, make life easier on the secondary, insane movement skills um, for that size. And then yeah. um, being able like to be a contributor, like um, you know, when 
the stunts and loops are um, are called, which again we saw that a lot for the Chargers. Brandon Staley loves to to go that direction. So yeah, he, he's a complete package man, and that's why like he sits probably at the very top for me. I wrote an article like last month or a couple months ago, like why he needs to be their their top priority. And again, the Chargers need not only a, a run defender but a guy that can uh, um, create some pressure just mm-hmm. as as much and uh he's a guy that can, can do that and he's been doing it for for a while now so that's why yeah no, that's this has been i mean honestly pretty eye-opening i know you know we see the numbers and you see the injury history and all that sort of stuff and the age but man like that doesn't look like a guy that you know has is bothered by injuries and maybe he was on different plays or different games but if he looks like a guy that still has plenty of gas left in the tank certainly not an over-the-hill veteran maybe he's not going to have his 50 pressure seasons but he's certainly a guy that can easily contribute and and definitely be an upgrade so no that's a fantastic set of plays i honestly was surprised which is a good thing uh, i will point out one super chat from my mom sent in a super chat a super sticker uh there's no question attached to it so mom you can ask any question you want uh, i will try to answer it or you can make gavino answer it whatever you want uh, but thank you mom for the super sticker she's the best um let's talk about some of the just- questions Looking yeah. at the numbers real quick, yeah, because he only finished off with 15 pressures, but 2020, mm-hmm. he finished off with 50 quarterback mm-hmm. pressures. His Pro Bowl mm-hmm. year back in, what, 2018, uh, 51, 2016, yeah. 50, 2017, 49. So, again, he was utilized as a 3-4 defensive end, and I feel like, you know, that's probably, you know, something we didn't really go over was just, like, his his fit. I feel like he can kind of slide anywhere from, like, the zero to, to five right. technique. He has that versatility. He's got the length. Like he's a complete package. I feel like of what Saley wants, and I think that's why mm-hmm. he's going to be one of the the top guys that he he goes after early on in, in free agency. And just like what you talked about, you know, what Stephen mentioned early on, it seems like maybe the stars are aligning for for Hicks to be that top target. But yeah, definitely. Um, Arjun, I'll get to other questions. I promise. But Arjun's firing out some stuff here. So Arjun said that they did a pro football focus study on this stunting on defense versus pass plays is more successful at creating lower EPA per play EPA plays and has a higher pressure slash sack rate. I, I would assume that makes sense, um, but it's great. So he says that you showing clips of Hicks doing stunts and stuff like that is fantastic and that great minds think alike. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. if that's if that's what Staley wants, that's and, it, and it, it does show the analytics show that that is the better way to go. That makes sense. I mean, I think Jerry Tiller had a number. Of, I think he had a, a great hit or sack versus uh, Patrick Mahomes in week three because of some sort of stunt. So, yeah, wow. I could totally see that. All right, I'll go through some of these questions. Let's catch up to these. I'll try to take half a dozen or so. Um, so, obviously, the, the money one. Oh, so Arjun did say that he had uh, 8.25 mil as an average annual value. I don't recall okay. what the contract ended up being, but that was kind of the target. So, Sean O'Brien asks, with Justin Jones being 26 and Hicks being ancient, uh, just how exactly much how how exactly exactly how much money are we saving, and how much possible higher play are we getting? Is it truly worth the veteran discount? Well, first off, well, I don't think we're saving money with Hicks here. So I guess the important thing is is that is is how much uh, how much higher play are we getting here over Jones, and is it worth the pay bump that you're going to give Hicks? Yeah, Justin Jones was the team's best run defender in 2020. You can make that argument this past season, too. Obviously, he was off the field. But um, just with, with Hicks, I mean, he missed how many games in in 2021? Um, 
what do you play like nine games right there you know of course yeah. you're banking on him being available but at the same time like i feel like it pertains to justin jones too yes it's almost like when he is on the field too and just like what hicks offers versus what jones does and um i think you're you're getting uh your money's worth with with akeem hicks and I think looking at a team like the Chargers, they might be able to get that uh, contract a little bit lower, just given mm-hmm. they're a team that's on the verge of making a run. So he could be joining. You know, he's not, True. not, play, not playing for the Bears anymore. So <laughs> yes, that's he, a solid he, point He'd for be sure. off the Bears. But like with Justin Jones, I was thinking about that too. If they were to bring him back, what do you think it would like equate to? Do you think it would be like $4 million per year? Like what? Yeah, I think I, I think just off the top of my head, I remember it being like half of what Hicks was going to get. So I, I yeah. think it was, yeah, sure, like three, four. Um, Arjun, if you're still there, you can let me know. But it wasn't particularly expensive, and it wasn't a long-term deal, obviously. So yes, you know, veteran discount. I don't know if you you would call it that, but I just think that bringing in Hicks and, and signing him would would help, you know, sig- significantly. And again, we mentioned this early on that veterans seem to scare Chargers fans away in the. You know, are saying that they need to get younger, and I totally agree. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good interior defenders in this uh, free agency uh, crop um, that they yeah. could bring in, and I expect them to. You know, if they're bringing Hicks, then they can get like their their nose, their true nose, with like uh, Sebastian Joseph Day or, or someone like that. So yeah, you know, Fatakasi from the the Jets is also mm-hmm. promising. Like, there's a lot in this group, so. If they're to sign Akeem Hicks, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Like, oh, he's going to be off the field or whatever. Like, I really expect them to be aggressive with addressing this group in free agency and also the draft. But, you know, I showed like those eight plays to kind of show you like why he'd be the perfect fit and he can contribute uh, equally well, um, you know, rushing the passer as defending the run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Speaking of the, some of those other names, what do you think of Tim Settle from the Washington Commanders? And the, the commanders. That, that's, I think of what's that league? AAF or what was that old league? Yeah, just all yeah. of them. Yeah. I just yeah, I think of that. Um, like Tim Settle coming out of Virginia Tech. Um, I think of him as like that true nose tackle. I haven't dived too much in, into them um, because I haven't gotten to the NFC East. I've been doing a segment. Um, I have like two more divisions, I believe, um, and I'll post all of them too in a little bit but I'm doing like one player from each team that the Chargers could consider. And I had Tim Settle at the very top of that list, so I need to watch some of his tape and get kind of get a, a feel of where he's at. But the last time I saw him was at Virginia Tech, and I liked him quite a bit. I actually thought he could be a target for the Chargers coming um, out of the draft. So, again, that's a name that uh, I'm excited to watch. And, again, he may be a fit. So, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's another question over here. It's from Jason Greer. If we get Hicks... Is it edge or corner at 17? I'll go back to what I said on the last time I was on here. I'm still uh, the Trevon train. I'm, I'm starting to get on your train. I just finally wrapped him up, and I could I, I understand. I'll okay, elaborate so- more, a little bit further. I'm on the Trevon, yes. Trevon or Trent train. I want Trevon Walker or Trent McDuffie. McDuffie. In a, yes, in a Chargers uniform. So Okay. That's me, my, nice. my hashtag on this. Stamp it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Um, okay, so then I guess I want to expand on that then. What would be – you have Akeem Hicks, you have Trevon Walker, different but sort of you can relate them to each other as well. What does this front look like? Now, are you still projecting that Tillery is going to be a backup this year, which is music to Chargers fans' ears? Or hearing, just- hearing what you have to say too, like – and again, this is a guy who 
want Tillery to absolutely hit, considering I uh, <laughs> I wrote a whole piece about him, uh, yeah. wanting him on the Chargers coming out of the draft. So like I'm rooting for him hard. So that way fans can get off my back, you know. <laughs> like that's why, like when I'm over here talking about these interior defenders, it's like, yes, this is my forte right here. But also, I've had people say, "You were the one that wanted Tillery," and just like, come on, I, I made my points, but I also said how he was as a run defender coming out too, and those were issues. But I just right. I said he was going to supply that pass rush presence, and I think that's what Gus Bradley wanted too yeah. uh, inside of Melvin Ingram and uh, Joey Bosa. So. I didn't say he was a great front defender, but in terms of a fast rusher, he's shown <laughs> um, some stuff there. So hopefully yeah. he's able to hit um, this upcoming season. So back to your question, let's say like Hicks, um, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day would be a nice pickup. Again, you got some connection right there too. Trevon mm-hmm. Walker, Joey Bosa, and Chen Nwosu. In round two, um, see, that's the thing. If they were to go like with the Trent McDuffie, they could go – who might I'll have a piece on, like a pretty lengthy piece on him. Uh, Fedarian Mathis in, in round mm-hmm. two is still my guy. I know people have been talking about Travis Jones, but Mathis kind of offers, like, yeah, I think so. Like, I'm thinking top 40. Mathis should be there. He kind of offers that Daquan Jones type player, in my opinion. And that's why I think he's the type of guy that Staley uh, would like and would want on this team. And when you look at the line of Alabama defensive linemen, it wouldn't be a bad pickup either in the second yeah. round. So. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty promising front, like right there when you think of Hicks, Joseph Day, Uchenna, let's say Trevon Walker, um, Joey, and then you're going into like round three, round four, where you're able to get some some guys that may fit. You know, like a, a Thomas Booker from Stanford. I saw mm-hmm. that you um, that the Charger met with him. Yeah. That one doesn't surprise me. He is the ideal four I for the Chargers, and okay. I need to do a scouting report on him. Um, but one player that I will mention that I'm actually a lot higher on, I know I mentioned Neil Farrell last time. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's from Iowa State. Um, so someone in the chat can tell me how to pronounce his name. But oh, if God, it's a, I haven't gotten to these guys yet. Let me find it. It's uh, – I, I don't want to butcher. Um, interior defensive line guy, it's um, – oh, I don't have him on my list. Well – I guess he's not that good. <laughs> he can't be that good if you don't know his name. I I, I just don't want to to butcher it. Like oh it's, yeah. Uh, I I I am a oh Uzuriki Uzuriki. I think yes. Wait, wait, hold on. Yes, it's it's not a Uzuriki, but it's like that. I, mean, I was wondering how many guys are like that. I actually hold on one second. I have a little bit of an update on on that guy because oh. I was just doing composite rankings. Sorry, not like a. A, a cool okay. team update. Nothing, nothing, no breaking news. Sorry. Okay. But for interior defensive guys, so uh, I'm going to butcher it too, but Eioma Uwa Zarike from Iowa State. Um, I, I did, and I, I went through all the interior defensive linemen, did the composite rankings based on their stats, and he was number one in pressure, sacks, pass, pass rush productivity, and pass rush win rate. He came in at fourth on the interior defensive lineman composite ranking. So, yeah, that name stuck out to me. I just realized who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, really I, 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 I didn't even see your numbers. So this is a guy that uh, has it. So, you know, if you want to watch someone that has over 35-inch arms um, and could be like a oh, yeah? really intriguing prospect, yeah, especially like a nose or a five technique. You know, he's got the size, length, athleticism, versatility. Like, he's a, he's a guy. So hopefully this uh, video kind of puts – 
you all on him and uh and you see the kind of the same stuff that i do so he's kind of uh flying under the radar quite a bit obviously um yes <laughs> but th- th- this this draft is is fun like in terms of mm-hmm. like it's i wouldn't say like it's loaded with like surefire power um yeah. again when you have a look at first round you've got like jordan davis Devonte wyatt who are probably going to be like your, your first rounders but outside mm-hmm. of that like when you get into day two day three like there's a lot of fun players and guy from iowa state obviously is one of them that just hasn't been brought up but um yeah so kind of we veered off the questions but i think with with hicks and joseph day those are like my top targets and then i would throw like the Fadakasi. I know I want to throw DJ Jones mm. in there too, but something tells me that um, he's going to be probably commanding a little bit. I mean, I didn't watch your guys' show yet, so I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what yeah. Arjun was thinking, but yeah, Joseph Day Hicks and maybe like a Fadakasi or someone like that. And I have to get to the rest of these guys too. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I my take on is. But I mean, that's a pretty good front right there. Maybe yeah. they bring, bring back Justin Jones as a as a at a pretty low cost and mm-hmm. you got, you got yourself a front right there. Cause you also have to factor in, you still have, um, Bahoko. And mm-hmm. you, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniel Popper from the athletics suggested that all these guys are going to be brought back. So Justin Jones, Mike Williams, Kaiser white, the other free agent, not Chris Harris, some other fourth guy. I forget his name. Um, I, I don't really see that happening with Justin Jones, but the only way I could see Justin Jones coming back is hitting the market not really finding much and then sort of coming back in that reserve role, which is yeah. like, that would, that'd be not that bad, honestly. Um, a couple of quick hitters and I'll let you go and I have to go anyway. Um, so quick thoughts on Logan Hall. I have not watched him yet. I haven't watched him yet, but I'm pretty excited to watch him. Honestly. Yeah. He stood yeah. out at the senior bowl. So I definitely wanted to watch him. Yeah. And from what I heard that his tape at Houston is a lot of fun too. And again, um, I heard him, he's kind of like in that role of, uh, like Marcus Davenport sort of from like okay. what I'm, what I'm, what I'm hearing again, what hmm. I'm hearing. So yeah. I'm excited. Like with six, six two seventy five. again, he's oh, a lot, yeah. a little bit leaner than uh Trevon Walker doesn't have mm. like that same like type of bulk, but uh, I'm excited to, to watch his tape. Nice. Okay. So. Another quick hitter, Haskell Garrett from sleepy koala. Haven't, haven't been able to get to his tape in depth too, but I feel like he just doesn't fit uh, like the chargers scheme. Like I think more of him is like in a, in a four-three type of thing, uh, scheme, I think mm-hmm. he's also like lacking the ideal length. I haven't, I can't recall like the exact measurements too. But he just didn't seem like as a guy like at the uh, the Senior Bowl that was like an ideal fit for the for the Chargers. Yeah. So awesome. Because I'm factoring everything. Like I, I could really mm-hmm. like a, a defensive tackle. You know, like I really love Devonte Wyatt. Again, he would be like up there as well. He's got that off the field stuff. Um, yeah, and I think that's why he's going to be off the Chargers board, in my opinion, too. Like, I the only way that he was would be like a target is if no one's absolutely there that they want, or like if he's like completely clean. But again, like that, when I saw like he was arrested in 2020, it seems a little mm-hmm. fresh. So I think he's going to be off the board. But he's a he's a fun player, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Okay, then I do have to ask about one player because we kind of joked about it on our show. Rashid Walker stole a bike two years ago. Does that take him off Tom Telesco's board? What, what was the reason for stealing the bike? He didn't want to walk, so he stole the bike to to walk, to ride his bike to class, and then he just left it. Uh, he will be. Uh, he's gonna make a good Packer. 
He'll make a good packer. He'll make a good packer. Okay. Yeah, I think they have that thing where they ride the bikes or whatever, like like before every season or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it doesn't okay. matter if it's a bike, if it's a scooter. I feel like he's off the, off the board for that reason. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Good to know. I'm glad you stand on the correct side of this. They they laughed at me, but I believe it takes them off to Lesko's board because that's just that's just how they are, man. All right, Gavino, thank you so much for joining me. The film itself was just fantastic. You showed was it four plays against the run, four against the pass. Just some fantastic stuff. Anytime you can throw Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow into the ground like that. I, I'm very excited about him. I actually I probably won't do any film watch on Akeem Hicks, so I'm glad you got to do this, but that just kind of reassures me that this direction that they go, which I do think they're going to go, is probably the right direction. It is an upgrade. Yes, Justin Jones is younger, but the injury concerns, it's just, I'd rather go with Akeem Hicks, a little bit more of a sure thing and what's considered an all-in year. So, uh, Gavino, what are you up to these days? How much of the combine are you watching? And where can Chargers fans find you on social media? So, social media is Gavino Borquez on Twitter. Um, I am just grinding away to get this draft guy ready with my... Uh, my colleague, uh, Cole Topham. So he's been mm-hmm. focusing on wide receivers and cornerbacks. He's me shifting gears, like running backs while I'm doing just front seven guys. Um, I'll be doing a little bit of tight ends because again, mm-hmm. I know that the chargers could address the position in, uh, on day three. So yep. I might be able to save you some time, Tyler. By, uh... <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> again, uh, there, there's a lot and there's a lot of interesting tight ends. That's the thing. It's just yeah. like, it's not a position that I, I want to watch. No, no, I might do. I might watch like three or four of the interesting ones and then just kind of YouTube highlight the rest of them just to know that they exist. One uh, guy that I would really like, but I think he's going to be gone round two, in my opinion, is Dulcich from UCLA. Yeah. I was telling the guy. Cole that he's an ideal like F role. Like he would mm. be like a lot of fun, especially in this offense, but I don't see them taking a tight end round two. But then again, they surprised taking a, a tight end they round did. three mckitty and they, they kind of relegated him to a blocking role uh but, so you never you never know you yeah. never know yeah absolutely no they've taken uh two day two tight ends at least with uh henry in 2016 and then obviously yeah mckitty as just a blocking tight end uh, not afraid the to third take round. his tight end so along no. with that um again i mentioned it the last time watching the, the nuggets uh every time that they play they're gonna be a, a four or five seed they're gonna go second round exit so that should be fun. But other than that, I'm excited for free agency in the draft. So Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait, man. All right, Gabino, thanks so much for joining me. Guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Go ahead and watch the Combine. Watch Traylon Burks. Just tear it up and get that elite RAS score. I can't wait for RAS score stuff. That's just the best. You could, uh, you could throw on. So you have Trevon, you have Trent, you could, uh, and then Traylon. Traylon. Train. T-names so. are great. I, 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 As a Tyler, I completely uh, stand by that. So that works Whoa. out just fine to me. Whoa. Um, all right, take care, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, and as always, bolt up. See you guys. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.